We're here today to address the, the question of what should the government do in targeting growth as we move out of recession. GDP is for many a very narrow financially based measure when actually perhaps we should be looking more broadly. John, what's your view about what good growth really means? In this study, we, we actually asked more than 3,000 members of the public, a representative sample, what was important to them for economic success. And some of them were conventional measures like income after tax, unemployment, but fully two-thirds of the index in terms of importance was other factors like, are you healthy enough to work? What's your work-life balance, you know, working hours, amount of time with your family? How long does it take you to get to work? What's the cost of housing, environmental factors, income distribution? How strong a manufacturing base have we got for exporting in the UK? And factors like that. So that allowed us to construct a, a much broader index that goes beyond GDP. And that also, I think, enabled us to make some international comparisons? Yes, that's right. I mean, we looked at 14 different high-income OECD countries. That's in Western Europe, US, Japan, Australia, Canada. And unfortunately, the UK actually came second bottom on this broader measure. We would have been somewhere in the middle on GDP, but only Spain, with its high unemployment rate and low income level, of these countries came below us. And we were well below North European countries like Norway, Germany, Netherlands, that scored much better on this index. So there are some, some lessons there that maybe we're not doing enough in the UK to, to hit this broader range of targets. Mm, disappointing results indeed. And what about regional variations? Well, I think some interesting results there as well. I think some of the more affluent places in the home counties in the southeast and the southwest and East Anglia did well. Some of the less affluent areas like northeast and Wales scored less well on the index. But the striking thing was London. London would come top of the index in terms of income and wealth and GDP per capita, but it comes bottom of the index on this broader range of measures because in terms of the cost and time taken to transport, affordability of housing, income distribution, unemployment levels, particularly uh, in some parts of, the, of London, are very high. So on this broader measure, actually, London doesn't seem to score that well. Interesting. And I suppose for those of us who have lived and worked in London, we can recognise some of those disadvantages. Ben, what was your reaction to the report, particularly from a London perspective? Well, first of all, can I just say, I think it's a very, this, this report by Demos and PwC is a very strong piece of work with some very sort of challenging findings, and I, and I really welcome it. And I think the most challenging finding of all, in a way, is, is where London uh, scores, which, as you say, you'd expect London in terms of traditional measures of, G of GDP to, is clearly way up top. But when it, you get this more rounded account of what good growth uh, consists of. London is <laughs> way down the bottom of all the regions in the UK. Uh, now, of course, Londoners might have a rather different view of what good growth consists of than the rest yeah. of the country. Um, but I also think, in a way, it says what perhaps we, we know, which is that London is a place where people come to work, but as often as soon as they can get out, uh, they do, and they, and, they, and they retire outside London. And you know, London is, you know, when maybe you're measuring things like unemployment or inequality or the time it takes you to, uh, to get to work or the affordability of housing and all of these things, London scores very, very badly and it's not a great place to be unless you're very well off. Mm. I have to say that London's preferences in our survey were, were not that different. I mean, right. Londoners also seem to think these things were important. Well, there you go. Okay, that's interesting. Now, this implies a number of uh, actions potentially for government to take or the wider public sector, but what about business, Adam? What should business be doing at this point to address the concerns that good growth uh, raises. Well, I, th I think it's an interesting and challenging concept, first of all. Um, but what I would say is that so many businesses up and down the country are actually looking at these factors already. Uh, they recognise from working closely with their own employees that things like work-life balance and health are really important because ultimately, at the end of the day, they lead uh, to higher productivity if you get those things right. Um, and we talk to companies of every size, both from the largest corporates right down to the smallest SMEs, but all of them have the same message for us, which is that we can achieve some of these goals without going down the route that successive governments seem to love, which is more regulation. 
Uh, so often we hear that we're not going to have flexible working or we're not going to have better health outcomes unless there's more regulation and more cost on business. And we've got the members up and down the country who are saying to us, you know what, don't need it. When I have an employee that comes to me and says they need to work flexibly in order to be productive, I grant the request. Uh, when I have a concern about health on my, in my workforce, we try to tackle it and deal with it. So there's a lot of good stuff, I think, going on in business to try to achieve some of these outcomes. And if you look at the report and you look at what the public says is important to good growth, actually business has a quite a limited role in, 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 in delivering on many of those, those things, whether it's income inequality or uh, affordable housing. I mean, those are things where, you know, actually in the end, it's the public sector, it's government that has to take a lead. So some of these things are longer term things for government and I think they're, they're things that only government can do. But, but as Adam was saying, I think many businesses, big, big and small, are actually, you know, they actually get competitive advantage from actually uh, having a proper work-life balance, using new technology, for example, to allow yeah. people to work more flexibly from home, to avoid that awful commute into London that we all yeah. hate so much yeah. and things like that. So actually the best businesses of all sizes are actually already doing this and gaining great advantage that's, from it. That's true. But if you look at the, the countries that do really well on this, you know, they have a very, very different political economy to the British one. And, and, and that is just, that's something that only the British government can do something about, and only actually the, the public at large is sort of willing to, you know, willing to see it. Well, but one of the conclusions in John's report, I think, that are, that are particularly important here is around long-term infrastructure investment. Mm. Um, it's something that business calls for day in and day out, um, and it's one of the few things that they actually want government to be doing because they say, if you do this, we can come in behind it with the private sector investment and the higher productivity that will actually deliver the good growth we want to see. So I think looking at that as one of the ways that government can influence the picture is really important. Yeah, I think. That's absolutely right. And I think actually, even in the current recessionary environment, I think more capital spending on roads and railways and other kinds of infrastructure to, that would actually boost our economy in the short term, help us get out of recession or avoid the double dip, but also has this long-term benefits for good growth would be very good, as well as giving people incentives to save for the future, for their retirement as we get an older population, which is another thing that people say is quite important. So I think government has a role uh, and business has a role and it's a matter of working together to achieve this broader range of objectives. I think that's right and I think individuals also have a role to play. Unfortunately, we're one of these countries where people often work very long hours but their productivity is extremely low. Businesses don't mind if people work shorter hours and are more productive uh, instead. Mm. And I think we've got to look at ways to boost our productivity in this country because that will give employers confidence to invest more, it will give employees the ability to have some of these good growth factors which are so important to them and actually probably make us a bit of a happier place. Mm. And we generally feel it seems that we need to look more than just at financial outcomes here. Uh, and infrastructure is a key way of addressing some of these points. Uh, absolutely, and things like, for example, the planning regime for housing, you know, to make housing more affordable, you know, sometimes the planning regime gets in the way of that, and some of the it's other the regulations get in the way of it. Well, possibly, <laughs> Just but, think about political debate. I, I mean, think about how much political debate is about GDP, very little of it. Most of it is about other dimensions of, of good growth. Mm. We unfortunately have this culture in this country often of saying no to things uh, and saying no for quite a while before we start to say yes. I think we need to probably have a little bit more of an open debate about some of these things. Planning is one factor and infrastructure development, which John mentioned just a moment ago, but also about an open conversation between employers and employees about how best to achieve the common objective here, which is actually to have a prosperous country and a prosperous society. Thanks. We have general agreement then from the panel that there are a number of policy implications for government here that they can address in order to promote good growth. Uh, infrastructure was a particular one of those. There is also a role for businesses uh, in terms of promoting work-life balance, uh, which is very important to individuals and for the individuals themselves to think about how they work. Well, you can find out much more about this by reading the PwC Demos uh, Good Growth Report. And I'd just like to finish by thanking our panel today for their contributions. <laughs>